Welcome to the Currently Cringing Podcast. I'm your host, Anisha Ramakrishna. I'm a TV personality and entrepreneur. Join me as I spill the chai on my cringeworthy life experiences with a side of dating, pop culture, and lots of laughs. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, I'm Kara Natterson. And I'm Vanessa Kroll Bennett. We're the co-hosts of the Puberty Podcast. Each week, we dive into the what and how of raising kids through puberty, that roller coaster of physical and emotional shifts for kids and parents alike. Combining reliable science and relatable parenting strategies, we will all learn about, laugh about, and yes, maybe even cry about adolescence, ours and theirs. I'm Anisha Ramakrishna, and I'm an Indian entrepreneur and TV personality with big dick energy. I recently left my successful career and my long-term relationship to pursue my own fashion business. I'm single in my mid-30s, and I live with my parents. I'm currently cringing, and I know you are too. Hey, guys. Welcome to Currently Cringing. Today, we have our ace hitter. Is it ace hitter or ace pitcher? Ace pitcher. It's baseball season. Top of the rotation. Ace pitcher. Dits is here. Dits is in the building, guys, and we are going to talk about all things weddings. I think you're just part of the pod fam now, the pod squad, as a permanent rotation. People love you, dude. I know. I've gotten some great love from the fans on IG, and even back when I was using the dating apps, like, I think some girls reached out to me and like, oh, I'm not interested, but I just wanted to say hi and love the pod. <laughs> Amazing. You really dropped like the best gems, the golden nuggets, and Today, we're going to talk about all things weddings. And I love when you get triggered because when you get triggered, it's like all hell breaks loose and every point you make is valid. And I'm like, oh my God, you're blowing my mind. I feel the same way. And I think we just need to share it with the world. This all started this afternoon because you spent $300 on a wedding gift and you were mad about it. 
Well, I mean, I think I'm okay with spending that kind of money. It's just, you know, I'm, I'm a close friend of both the bride and groom. I'm giving a speech, the rehearsal dinner. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a groomsman. I just don't know what the rules are. That's the thing that frustrates me is like, there's so many factors such as like, are you in the wedding party? Are you a regular guest? Are you single? Are you bringing someone? Is it a local wedding? Is it a destination wedding? Like, what is your age and income? Like, all of these things are factors and there's no set rules. So you're giving a speech at this wedding too and you have a cold now. <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, I'm putting myself in two-day quarantine before I head out to this wedding. <laughs> what are you going to do, dude? Like, you were concerned about possible sneezing and, you know, with everything happening right now with COVID and Delta, like, what's the plan? What's your game plan? Uh, Dayquil, NyQuil, 10 hours of sleep, and uh, just pray to all the gods, Hindu and otherwise. <laughs> I also want to mention that this is a big deal because you're going with your new boo. Yeah, my girlfriend of uh, almost two months now. And I saw you went apple picking in flannel this weekend. Yeah, we did the we did a corn maze, apple picking, pumpkin patch, all the fruits, all the fall things. <laughs> I um, love this basic. for you. I love this for you. And I've met her. She's a delight. And she's a dime. And you're one very lucky man. Oh, she loves you. You guys are friends now too, which I love. Yes, It's, I it's love great that. when your partner becomes friends with your friends, which is important. Yes, not to digress, but I think that's a very important conversation. And we can talk about that on another pod because we're diving deep now in these pods and getting granular. But it's so important for your significant other to get along with your friend group. Absolutely. So now yeah. we are we are on the marriage track. What is the marriage track? It de- I guess the marriage, sort of defining it would be our parents have wanted us on the marriage track since we were the last day of college, basically. Yes. Like you get your diploma and they're just like, okay, so, uh, you know, should we go wife or husband hunting for you in India this summer? <laughs> basically. And the whole time you're growing up, they're like, don't date, don't date, don't date. And then from one day to the next, they're like, get married. It's a little ridiculous. Like they go, they go from, you know, trying to make sure you're celibate for so long. And then all of a sudden it's like, we want babies in two years. And you're like, wait, what? Yeah. It's wild. It's wild. I mean, that's a whole nother pod, right? Like boomer parents, whole nother yeah, discussion. <laughs> but we'll have to talk. We'll have to allude to them a few times today. Basically. So for us, the marriage track is also just like deciding to take the plunge. If you found the right pers- person and purposefully dating with the intention of being committed, right? Like it's it's not you're just dating around now to have fun or, you know, explore or have experiences. You're dating to get married. And I think that's kind of the marriage track. I've done all sorts of the marriage track. Like I did the like meeting people at bars and seeing how that goes. I did a little bit of the like the the resumes, like the mat, not Indian matchmaking, but just like, you know, going through like you know, parents, friends, and everyone has like a matrimonial bio data. Yeah. So I did that briefly. Then I did the um, like introduction through friends, like all of that stuff. Then I did the dating apps and like all of them have their merits, but I think you have to find what works for you. And what ultimately worked for me was it was very just serendipitous. It was just like, you know, a family friend, like I know her siblings very well and we were just hanging out and things just clicked like overnight. And sometimes you have to get lucky. And as an outsider looking into your relationship, I see that it's just seamless. It's easy. Both of you are fun. And it's just simple, right? 
it's simple, but it's also like it's good that we have like the background. Like, if I think about when you're dating, normally always ask questions about parents and family. It's like I'm like really close with her brother and sister, so I don't have to ask those questions. And she knows my sister, and like you know, our families know each other. Like our parents are friends, you know. So a lot of the issues of dating are almost solved off the bat. I love it. I love it. And according to our astrologer friend Sunil, shout out to Sunil. I'm getting married before 2023. Wow. Well. I believe that. He kind of got me right. He said that I would meet someone after July, which is exactly what happened. And he said I would go through a very weird period from February through June. Yes. Which was, you know, very weird, sort of a strange relationship and breakup. And that's also when you came into my life and we became really good friends. And I don't know, but I think the last few months have been really fruitful for me. And I'm thankful for meeting you and the whole pod family. And it's been it's been fun. Same. So thankful. I think that time in our lives really brought us together. And that's what created this pod sensation, right? Like people just wanted to get into dating and, you know, we were so vulnerable and open with our experiences. And I think it's worked out for us. Absolutely. Um, I think I'm thankful yeah. for the friendships I made and the, and the relationships. And uh, it's, been, it's been a good period. It's been a good last few months. Yeah. And for the astrology bitches out there, we follow Western astrology and Vedic astrology. And me and Ditz both had Ketu, which is like evil in our planets. And Ketu finally left. Yeah, Rahu and Ketu are the evil planets. <laughs> Rahu and Ketu, like that period is over for us. So shout out to good times ahead. Back to the weddings and the wedding registries, okay? You bought your friend a gift. Now, was this from the wedding registry or you went and bought this $300 gift on your own? No, no, no. It was from the registry. I basically just like looked. I was like, anything between 200 to 300 I thought made sense. Yeah. Like I went to a similar wedding, same friend group earlier this summer. And I spent about 150 to 200 because I went alone. Yes. Um. So I feel like if you're bringing someone, you almost have to double it. It's so weird. I just wish there was a set of rules. Is that the case? I've never heard that. If you bring someone then the gift should be double the price? I don't know about double, but like you're supposed to pay for the plate. And it's, it's different in Indian versus Western weddings. Mm. But I just tend to err on the side of caution, especially if you're close to both the bride and the groom, which I am. So that's that's what I went with. I think it's better to spend a little bit more than less. What do you think of those modern registries? Like I look at modern registries, like some of my millennial friends, they have like honeymoon fund and like, oh, we want <laughs> this new like dog kennel and i don't understand it i mean the the best is the just cash yeah <laughs> people just put cash <laughs> or crypto or nfts as our friend neil said he even yeah, suggested our, our, surgery right plastic surgery should, should we talk about our friend neil's plan to, to move wedding registries to make them birthday registries absolutely go dive into that <laughs> so he he isn't the biggest fan of marriage but he says why should the non-married people not have fun so why shouldn't they for a 30, 35, 40th birthday, have a birthday registry and you can, you know, sign up for stuff. And I think he said he would add, he would open a surgery fund, crypto, NFTs, and people would put in money for that for a birthday registry. And I think he wants to just change the game uh, of how registries work. I definitely think it's revolutionary and he's on to something. I like that idea. Me too. It's a, I'm a fan. I, I don't know how I feel about registries. They're kind of annoying because, you know, all the cheap stuff is gone soon. And then the big stuff, you're like, well, your family should buy that for you. And if you're a procrastinator like me, it's like, 
three days before the wedding and there's nothing left that I would actually want to either buy or spend on these people. No offense. So so my thing I would do in my 20s, the pro tip would be I would just buy a lot of like of the 20 to 30 dollar items and they would like add up to like 130 yes. or something. It seems like you're buying a lot, but it's only like, you know, it's less than someone else who got the one thing. It's like, oh my God, you fit in my entire kitchen. But it's like, well, I didn't spend that much. I bought you knives <laughs> so and pro- spoons and I bought you cutlery. Yeah, I brought you cutlery and a plate and a candle holder and God knows what else. Yeah, it's like, it sucks too with baby showers, but that's a whole other discussion. I'll stick to weddings. I could go on about this, but you know, I always dreamed of having that big fairy tale wedding. And now me and you talk about this all the time because we've actually written out our wedding invitation list. By the way, guys, no one has proposed. No one is engaged. We're just talking. Okay. This is it's all- a thought exercise. <laughs> it's a thought exercise. It's therapeutic and it's just planning and it's manifesting. But anywho, I told you, you know, I wanted that big dream Indian wedding, kind of like the one your sister had. She had this fabulous, gorgeous wedding in an Indian palace in India. Now I just want like 50 people and call it a day. My thought is that you think that you can just do 50 people. Remember, there's two sides to the wedding. Then you also have to remember your parents as Indian people will want to invite their friends. And then everything's just double. Like we're not 22 anymore where everyone's just getting one. Everyone's getting a plus one, right? Like, yeah. you know, 90% of your guests, either you've, for me, I've been to so many weddings. So that's every single person you've been to their wedding, that person times their plus one. So it's two, you know, times two. And then also just like people you've met since along the way, you know, there's work people, college, school, whatever. And then, you know, the parents' friends. Like that, my sister's wedding, my parents have been like, 50 of their friends, and then it all adds up. And then you have to factor in the other side where they're probably doing the same thing too. So realistically, I think like, you know, 300 to 400, depending on who you are, is a good goal. 300 (laughs) to 400. But that's me because I just, I've lived in a lot of places, I've you know, and I've been to so many weddings and all these different friend groups. You don't want to exclude people, you know? My thing is uh, I would, (laughs) this is kind of mean, but like, (laughs) You know, my my sister's wedding, a lot of people, uh, the Indian people, like my parents' friends or people they knew, or even not friends, just like people just tried to gate crash the wedding and just show up because it's like, oh, well, I went to your wedding. So it's like, it's like you know, they haven't really met my sister. They don't know her. It's a, It was a set, you know, number of places, uh, set number of rooms. And I don't want to deal with that. Like, I think the Indian wedding works, but given COVID and given all the logistics, I'd rather have something in America where... You know, you can just invite the people that you want and not deal with all that nonsense. People crashed your sister's wedding? Uh, people were trying to. I know that there were people who just basically invited themselves like, oh, the wedding, you know. Oh, my God. You know, I'm going to be there. Whereas if she, you know, I told her, like, you're just dumb. You should have <laughs> password protected your wedding website. Like, I would I would password protect every page of the wedding website. And to keep going, you have to keep answering questions about me. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't even have Fort a Knox. wedding website. I wouldn't even have a website. I know Dits is like, you're like, how are you even going to have this? I don't know. Like, you know, Chitra, like, I don't know how this is going to happen. My low-key wedding is like a pipe dream. It's not going to happen. Like, whatever you, like, it might be, it might still be low-key, but it'll still be more than you think it is. At least the initial invite list will be. And yeah, people might not come. And, you know, what's the rule? Like 75 to 80% of people invited, you know, end up coming. Yeah. But remember, like post-COVID, you know, everyone's going to want to latch on. You know, you're you're someone, I'm someone that people yeah. seem to gravitate towards. And right. I don't know. It's it's a dangerous game. It is. And your sister got married in Udaipur, which is a beautiful like palace city in India. And I always wanted to get married there, to be honest with you. Like, 
that's not happening now either. I'm with you. Like, just keep it low key in America. But what do you think of destination weddings and going with your significant other? You know, you're going with your significant other for this wedding this weekend. And who should pay? And I know this sounds horrible, but I'm not going to your wedding if it's like in a ratchet city. (laughs) And I'm not naming cities. I guess it depends. Like, I think if uh, it's so hard with the whole gender thing, but like for me, it's easy because I'm the male and it's my friends. So I'm paying for everything, right? Like I'm paying for um, the room, the flights, everything, but it's, it's different when it's the girl, I think where it's her friends and it's a destination wedding. What do you do? I I don't know the answer. And I think I would not, I would pay for, I, just, I would still pay for something. I just, maybe I'd go halvesies on the room. I don't know. Maybe like, yeah, like maybe halvesies on like, room and then the other person pays flights i don't know yeah i i think so i don't know i wish there was this this goes back to the manual maybe we're the ones who have to create the manual maybe we write the book (laughs) no one knows the answer we don't know and who do you think should pay for the wedding how would you do that because you know traditionally the girl pays like my parents are expecting i would say it doesn't have to be 50 50 but i think everyone just gives a budget and like i think if both parties just want to spend up to the budget and you just, you know, you spend that budget. And like, you know, I assume the person spending more might just end up having more guests sort of yes. unspoken. But I think like everyone just puts their budget together and ideally you're in the same place. And then you figure out your guest list and and do all that and have a, have a grand old time. I think it definitely has to be fair. I have a friend, a very dear friend of mine is getting married and they have, you know, a thousand relatives, a thousand friends, and their partner has like four relatives and four friends. But my friend is paying for the majority of the wedding and their partner is just paying for their guests. Yeah, I think that that's okay. I think each couple, each wedding is different. Um, Whatever works. I just generally, (laughs) I think you know where I'm going with this. I just have an issue with the general guest list of weddings. Yeah. Even watch movies in Hollywood, I'm like, I don't want this to be my wedding where it's like mostly all these like old people just like, like ugh, I'm going to get canceled. No, you're uh, not. I think, especially in this day and age, weddings should be mostly young people. Sorry. And I think no the children. Life. First, no children. Second, no old people unless it's like grandma or like someone you're like very close to or like the children can be like, oh, the sibling of the bride has a niece and nephew. Like, that's a direct relationship with someone who's important his family it shouldn't be like random person who was barely on the invite list anyways got a plus one but also wants to bring their two kids like whoa like what are you doing yeah or random auntie who like you haven't seen since 1997 that person should not be wedding yeah or like the person i'm dating right they have like a thousand relatives they're like that typical indian family that has like a thousand relatives they know someone in every state like Sorry, honey, like you're not inviting every single person. And thankfully, uh, he doesn't want to either. He's on the same page. Thank God. I like for me, I'm a big fan of like close, immediate family and friends. Those who that's who should be invited. Maybe coworkers if you're into that type of thing. But I don't think like this whole like every cousin should be invited. Like, yeah, if you have a cousin you're close to, you should definitely invite them. But you shouldn't invite the cousins and grandparents and all this if there's no relationship. Like I, I put myself in the shoes of it. I 20 years from now invite a wedding. And I didn't know the bride or groom specifically and didn't talk to them or, or you know, have some sort of really, you know, uh, mentor or, you know, relationship. I don't think I would go. Yeah. So I don't see why people, especially maybe this is just an Indian cultures, just force themselves on to go to these weddings. Like you're 70 years old. You should probably just be chilling. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, not to mention two pet peeves of mine. 
you know, I don't like when they take like the holidays and I know people are like, oh, I'm getting married at Memorial Day weekend or Thanksgiving weekend because that's when people will come. Oh my and I'm God. Like, no. Indians love getting married on Thanksgiving weekend. Why? I want to because... have a Thanksgiving and not be at your wedding. Okay. Here's why. It's because they want people to be able to travel from the U.S. to India and it's a lot of time off. And it's not December and January, which are the two biggest shit shows of a mo- of months to have weddings in India. So they're like, oh, let's just do end of November, which coincides with Thanksgiving. I have literally missed two weddings because for me, Thanksgiving as an American here is very important to me and my family. Yes. So I'm not going to go to your Thanksgiving wedding. I agree with you. I'm on the same page. I'm not going to go to your Thanksgiving wedding. I'm not going to go to your Christmas wedding. And you know what? I have been to a few Memorial Day weekend weddings and I have been annoyed. Yeah, Memorial Day, July 4th and Labor Day are are all, I've debated this with my friends, both white and brown, and there's no consensus. Some people are like, oh, it's nice to have built-in plans for those weekends, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I don't know what, I, I think it's it's a tough call. Everyone's a little different. Yeah, and you know, I also don't know why there's a need for these weddings to be five days or more long. Like why they don't need to be five days long anymore. Just knock it off, have a wedding and a reception and keep it moving. I don't want to spend five days at your wedding. I think it's fine as long as like one or two are optional. I think like for an India wedding, you definitely want the Sangeet night, which is for the listeners, like the both sides do like song, you know, dancing, choreographed, pre TikTok. What people (laughs) did was did choreographed dances. And then the second would be like the wedding and then the reception, right? So two nights and then maybe a welcome party, which is almost like, yeah. so that would be your Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, leave by Sunday, which is, in my opinion, plenty. Well, I've become a minimalist now. So in my head, I'm like, why am I feeding hundreds of people for seven days? I'm going to get canceled. I'm going to get There's a happy medium. (laughs) Well, the other thing is that for Indian people, especially a lot of times they'll pay for the rooms at destination weddings. Which, you know, I think it's fine to do that for, again, immediate family, close friends, maybe a business associate or two where yeah. it makes sense. But my parents who just want to, you know, indiscriminately, they said, oh, yeah, you just pay for the rooms. I'm like, why? Yeah. Just because that's the way things were done? That's insane. That's how things were done in for everyone in my family. They paid for the rooms. They transported them from place to place, picked them up from the airport, fed them for like days. It's like it's never ending. And it's was stuff huge. just cheaper back then? Because now I think about it, it's so expensive. Well, now in, back then in India, right? They just rented a huge hall. You know, my parents got married at the Taj, which was actually very pricey. It's still very pricey. It's like India's Ritz Carlton, I'd say. And, you know, that was a big deal. And I was like, that's insane. That back then you spent all this money on all these people. Now, I don't know. I We, we always say we want like a low-key wedding. Like I wouldn't even know where where I would get married in America. I think New York is always a good choice just because like you always say like you want a place that has good Indian food. So like you can cater good Indian food in New York or like LA. I went to a nice Indian wedding in, in the outskirts of LA. Like those are places where you can do. I don't know much about Miami. I'm assuming. I wouldn't given- want to get married here only. I mean, my mom would have a reception. I, you know what, Dits? I don't have a say in the matter. Mm, I'm true. just yapping on this pod because it's like therapeutic. So, so the other thing that also works is you could do like the big reception, which is just like the giant hall of God knows how many people and all you do is shake hands. But the real party is, like I said, just for the young people. And you have that just for like the close friends, young people, who everyone wants to like drink, let loose, you know, 25 to 40. 
At the club. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. At the club, you know, rent out a nice uh, lounge, whatever it is. People dancing. I don't want some child on the dance floor. Or a I don't want grandma. I don't want the grandmas in their walker, you know, on the dance floor. Kills the vibe. Yeah. <laughs> and and now that I'm on this on this rant because I just triggered myself. Is these weddings where like you have these cocktail hours that are amazing finger foods, and then you know you you go and there's like the the dancing, the horror, and everything, and then you, you have to sit down for like speeches and there's like a th- there's like a three course dinner and you're like why are we doing this again we just ate a ton of finger food yeah i'm ready to party so weddings could be done better for both brown and white in my opinion i've been to so many weddings you know i went to a wedding once in long island it was incredible but just like you said there was a welcome room with cocktails and hors d'oeuvres and you know new york style meaning like it's overflowing with like apps like you're just like mind-boggling like walking around like just eating yeah then you sit down and then they start giving you like pasta and you're like well i'm gonna go party now like what are you doing and then they <laughs> or, open or like the dessert make the room. pasta part of the buffet right with yeah. the oysters and the mini hot dogs yeah and then you sit down it's like chicken beef or steak and i think neil and i were at a wedding and we said none of the above we're good yeah <laughs> same i'm not interested in like the 10 course meal and honestly food is very important at a wedding but people also want time to mingle and dance. I also think, you know, speaking of mingling, if you're getting married, you as your job as a friend should be to make a list of all the single people. I knew you were going to say this. And they need to mingle and hang out. Like do your job as a bride or a groom. I know it's about you, but hook your friends up. So I would say with Western weddings, you have the single table. And then in general, I think like I went to weddings and like when I was in my mid twenties where like, I was told these are the single girls, these are the single guys, like look for them. Like that was the thing you did. And I think, I don't know what the deal is at India weddings. Maybe aunties come up to you and it's like, oh, this, you know, this person yeah. is single, blah, blah, blah. You should meet, you know? I would make it like an area, like this is the singles area, like how Bumble's opening a restaurant. Like I would have an area and be like, this is where you guys can do like the meetup and see what happens or meet at the bar. But I feel like that's doing a disservice. Do you know how many weddings I've been to? Cause I'm a good person in the past. I'm not doing it anymore. I've gone alone without a plus one and I'm just at the random table and you're making small talk, but it's not fun. I'm not having fun. It should be like those, uh, the parties in college, the red light, green light parties. Yeah. And you get to like wear some sort of a sash or something to be yeah. like, I'm down to clown. <laughs> you exactly. Know? I love that. Down to clown, honey. <laughs> but yeah, I also like, you know, because I said mingling and food and bar now. I'm going back to that topic. Indian yeah. weddings have the stations. I really like that. Like tapas, like little areas. Instead should, of like should, should we buffet. talk about our, our friend Neil's saying? Yes, please do. <laughs> As he says, dinners for quitters. Papas are for papas. Yes, like small bites because some people want to bone or get laid after. And, you know, tapas are a good deal. Tapas are great because you can just kind of eat whenever you eat on your time. You want to sit down and eat for five minutes. I don't need to sit down and eat a dinner for like an hour when I'm told to. Maybe maybe the song I like comes on. Maybe I'll put down my mini hot dog and, you know, dance for five minutes. And weddings with no open bar or cash bar. Oh, God. Jail. Uh, Jail. (laughs) That actually goes back to our, the the present, right? Like, if there's a cash bar, maybe I'm giving a less 
yeah. expensive wedding gifts, right? That's another thing to factor in. How do you tell someone I'm having a cash bar? How do you even say that to someone? I don't think you do. It's like, I won't pay for your rooms, but I'm definitely not. I, I, I will definitely, you, you, you are getting drinks. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I mean, we're yeah. on the marriage track. Uh, I'm glad we had this conversation because I think it's important. And, you know, on a serious note or a not so serious note, I do think I still stand by my statement when I first started this podcast that marriage is obsolete. I do think that. Having said that, we are monogamous, loving simps. <laughs> I think we're also a dying breed. I feel like yeah. Gen, Gen Z, like you said, marriages, but they'll have a lot of open marriages. Yeah. I feel like. A lot or of them like are thruples, Or like polyamory. That's a thing too, yes. right? And and they're like, you know, they, they grew up, you know, non-binary. So they love everybody. They're not conditioned like us just to like one sex or, you know, <laughs> like you can't be like, you can love everybody. And that's true. You can love everybody. But, you know, I think there's a lot of things that are going to be different in the future. And, you know, Neil sent that tweet right to us last week where he's like, hopefully the future in the future, we don't raise our girls to get married. That's true. That's true. Because like, I think there was a time where it was only about the woman getting married and having kids or whatever. Now you have all the career women, which I definitely support. And, yeah. you know, dating someone who has a has a goal and a, and a career. And that's important. You know, yes. I think that's it's good to have goals. And it's not even about money. It's about just staying busy and doing something you love and enjoy. Yeah. And also like at this point, it's, I don't know about you, like I'm 37. By the time I actually have my wedding, like my 20th anniversary... I'll be 60 years old. Yeah, but you know what? You'll look 40 when you're 60, so it's all good. And we'll live longer than our parents, hopefully. And tech, you know, science will make everyone live till we're 110. So it's all good. That would be fabulous. And uh, any fun plans this weekend? Yeah, I'm going to this wedding in Charleston uh, with my girlfriend. And uh, we'll have a grand old time. Big, big weekend. And uh, I don't think anyone is inviting us to anything after this podcast. <laughs> Uh, we'll, we'll see. I, I feel like, you know, I, I talk about things that trigger me and ultimately, you know, everyone yells at me, but ultimately everyone secretly agrees. So I just say the things that people want to say. Likewise. Thank you for coming on. I hope you have a blast at that wedding and I can't wait for you to be a regular on this podcast. Welcome. Well, absolutely. I'm, I'm here to talk about all the important stuff. And thank you to the listeners. Uh, this is a very special podcast. It's the one year anniversary of the pod. Hey, happy birthday, Pod. Yeah, thank you everyone for listening. I love you. And Dits, I love you mucho. So happy for you. I'm so thrilled to see you <laughs> thriving. I'm thriving and spiraling. But that's part of the journey. And uh, <laughs> To be continued. To be continued. And we'll see you soon, Dits. Feel better. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for sipping the chai with me this week. If you like the show, remember to rate, review, and subscribe. You can also find me on Instagram at Anish Ramakrishna. I would love to hear from you. Join me next week for more chat. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Thank you so much for sipping the chai with me this week. If you like the show, remember to rate, review, and subscribe. You can also find me on Instagram at Anish Ramakrishna. I would love to hear from you. Join me next week for more chai.